literally with Ken and Carl. All right. Welcome, everybody, to uh, episode two of Literally with Ken and Carl. That's right. How you doing, Ken? I'm doing all right. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. So uh, a little bit of an upgrade in the uh, setup here. That's right. No more like me, like hanging halfway off the bed. Like you couldn't tell if I was like, is he asleep or is he like just like nodding in and out? Oh, man, you looked so uncomfortable. You know, that's okay, though. I mean, now, you know, it's different now, you know? Yeah. I feel a little bit more confident about it. You know, I feel confident that in fact, the Vader helmet here, that's what gives me the confidence. Hey. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I, I balanced it with the Obi Saber, so. Yes. Don't make me use it. <laughs> so, um, for anybody that is getting to watch this, um, and we still haven't decided, and I guess we'll see what this is like. This is uh, our, our second podcast, but uh, right. most people will never hear the first. Not that it was bad. It was actually pretty enjoyable I, I i liked it i liked it it was fun um but we did it more to test equipment we're uh, building a podcast studio um and so this is just a temporary setup for us yes um so that we can kind of work out kinks and figure out our equipment and uh so if it turns out good we might start this one and post it and some of you are going to be watching it going what do you mean f- second episode where's where's the first and well you're not that lucky i think we should just you know even post the audio for the first one because you know one thing about it is you always kind of want to show the progress of how things go you know it didn't nothing started from like a high level it is always built on it and some of the best material comes from before people actually catch it they see this but they don't see where it started from you know yeah, I guess there's uh, there's really something to be said about starting on the ground floor or something, too. I, I've always been one of those people that, um, you know, if, if I kind of found a band or, you know, found a TV show yeah. that no one was really talking about and and later becomes really, really popular, there's kind of a weird sense of like, oh, I, I saw them first. I knew them first. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's always that one guy who does that. I think that's yeah. that's that, that's you. It's not a quality I like in myself, mm-hmm. but it is a quality. I, I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. You have to be that one that, yeah, I remember they were this and this and this. Their best work <laughs> was before all of this. This is all commercialized bullshit. Yeah, I, I they sold that. out. They sold out. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll sell out. Yeah, it's kind of like... Um, like Nirvana is like, oh, they had better shit before that, blah, 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 blah. And then like, you guys are just getting the shit that just, they got known for and it wasn't good. It wasn't quality shit. And it's like, dude, like, 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 it's still music. It's still that, like, that's what they're known for, you know? But, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, uh, I, I had, uh, intentions of, um, having us pretend to sell out and do some fake promos um, oh, you want me to sell out? Yeah, want me to sell out to the man. That's right. Well, that's what and, you want me to do. And we have to be prepared that if for some reason people are dumb enough to want to watch this, I'm not trying to insult you, but I mean, come on. Um, might be, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in general, but, they might. But, you know, there could be a, a time where somebody says, "Hey, Ken, we're you know, we want you to advertise our stuff," and you know, it's not going to be like Ford Motor Company or. You know, you know, I mean, they, they're not that the, dumb. I the, mean, the products are generally stuff they don't advertise on TV. So it's, you know, like, and then I have to do like penis you know, enlargement pills or, yes. you know, like Feeling sexual down, devices. You can get a penis pump. That's right. Right now. Yeah. Like, order 
offer literally Ken and Carl. Are you, you going to be cool? L and K. You, huh. you cool selling like you know manscaping tools and all that kind of shit. I, I don't. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I would like actually. You know, test a product and come back and tell everybody. You know, Actually, like, hey, that's, that's the one cool part. Is a lot of times you get to to get the products. They they give you the products so you can test them out. I would love to text test a new uh, Xbox. I, I could use some manscaping at the moment, so you know, it, it'd be good. Yeah, you know, actually, I bought one. I haven't used it yet. I just, I haven't, you know. Does it have a light on it? Yeah, it has the light on so it. So you can, like, get your taint? Yeah, you know, you can just go ahead and just get up in there with the leg and just, oh, God, you know, right there. I yeah. just like to live, like, dangerously. I close my eyes when I'm doing it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start hacking and slashing. You, you know, the, you know, God made sensitive skin down there, so yeah, well, you're true. sitting there crying. <laughs> but you can't toughen it up without, you know, weathering it a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, I mean, you know, like they say, what doesn't hurt should make you stronger. So sometimes I let them bake out in the sun. Okay. okay. Get that hardened leather kind of feel to them. But, you know, you want them to be smooth as eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it's kind of weird doing a podcast when nobody knows who the fuck we are. Um, so I thought it would be interesting. And, you know, like you and I are friends and we know each other. Right. But, you know, we became friends at work mm -hmm. and <clears throat> yeah, it happens. Wow, that is terrible. That you know is what? Podcast not... note number one. No, no. Mute you know what? You know what? You know dude. It, wow. See, I already thought about that. I'm surprised. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm I thought shocked. about all of this. You couldn't, like, hook me up and say, hey, don't forget to mute your phone? I thought you did. God damn. Unprofessional motherfucker. It's I not am. unprofessional. I mean, shit is going to happen. I mean, hey, you might want to, you know. I want this shit good, man. Uh, it is good. It's good right now. Because it's just us talking and being as we are. Like I want like that Rogan subscription. I want him to hit it. I want him to be like, yeah, that's maybe he wants to hit it. <laughs> maybe he doesn't. We, we don't know. You know. Yeah. But, so I I thought it would be kind of interesting just to um, kind of give like a, a really brief. You know, this is this is a little bit about who Ken is, and then hit us with. An amusing childhood story, possibly. I've already got one planned, so it's nice and easy for me. <laughs> How will I start my amusing childhood? So just give us, like, give us, give us a little bit about who you are. Like, where, where were you born? So we, we met. I guess I should start there. We met at at my work or your work, we were, and yeah. uh, we didn't work at the same company, but worked together. Right. Um, I uh, was a retail store assistant manager and right ken was at the time working security there that's right and uh we would just get into these really weird conversations constantly about everything all the time they would start about something comic book related or movie related yes. or sports or yes and it would trend into all kinds of weird stuff and um so you know we had such a good time doing it we figured we'd start recording this shit yeah. so but i would say there's a, a bunch of stuff i don't know about you mm -hmm. um so you know over the course of a podcast i'm sure people will get to know all kinds of stuff they don't want to know about us but pretty much that's why i thought it would be kind of interesting so well, give us a little, a little something i mean well to start off i was born and raised in titusville florida um a lot of people when i say that they're like 
where is that exactly? It's right there by like Cape Canaveral, Central Florida, Orlando. Um, small town, literally nothing there, but uh, pretty much Kennedy Space Center. Like this, that's what pretty much makes that town keeps it afloat. Um, went to astronaut high school. That's where Chris Collinsworth comes from, and uh, Wilbert Marshall. And even uh, Tosh Point oh, he he comes from yes. Daniel Tosh, cool. yeah, Daniel Tosh. He's um, he's from there as well. He may never claim it, but he is from there. You know, I mean, that's how small the town is. He's like, are you from Titusville? Fuck no, I'm not from that place. You know, he'll probably claim somewhere else, like Orlando, yeah, or something. But that's where he's from. Um, pretty much my childhood. Oh God, there's so many stories, and like people look at me and say I'm crazy and actually I'm kind of not the crazy one my dad is the crazy one but the way he would like just you know teach me about life he's not only one that sits there and tries to tell you something but he'll put you in a situation and try to make you learn from it like literally my dad was just like one night drunk it's like one two o'clock in the morning he's like Say, so what are you doing? I'm, my eyes, I'm sleeping. He's like, get your ass up. You're going with me. We're rolling out. So we literally go to a club. And of course, my dad knows a security guy. Right. And he's like, me and my boy, we going in. Fuck what you talking about. He's like, he's young as hell. You ain't got no ID. I look like my dad. So my dad goes, here, boy, take my ID, show it to him. And he just looks at him like, go in. Just go, go the fuck in. So. I'm in there and I'm seeing people just partying and they, you know, they drink some people my cousins and all that stuff like, hey, hey, what's going on that much? And, and my dad's like, I got my boy here, blah, 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 blah. He's like, we'll fuck you up and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm like 14, 15 years old. So he like goes around, takes me around and we leave outside the club and there's people that we know outside and there's this woman there, I can't think her name and he eases off. And she comes back and I'm sitting up there and she just comes up and just grabs my nuts and my eyes just go like, <laughs> my dad's in the corner laughing because he, t- he told her to do it. <laughs> so it, it was funny, you know, in that moment, if people I know probably I'm like, wow, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of effed up. But the next morning my dad pulls me aside and he says, Hey, um, I know I took you out. It was kind of crazy, but he was like, it was fun in the moment, but understand that's not what life is about. You know, he kind of, you know, that's him. That's how he does. Like he, he'll, he'll, he'll take me or he just take me around and just put me around to see certain things, you know, which a lot of people don't do, you know, and I think it's kind of one of the best things that people need to do with their children is not only just say, Hey, you're going to run into this, this and this, but if you don't expose them to it, the world, when it exposes it to them, it's going to freaking make them just go hard on that situation and then basically take their lives over. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, I, I just, I, I like when you can find a message or a way to kind of deliver a message mm-hmm. and, and really have it kind of stick. Yeah. And to me, that seems like one of those ways where, you know, by going out and having that moment with your dad and, mm-hmm. and kind of being in that situation and having a great time and kind of going, holy crap, what, you know, what's going on? Yeah. But then he hits you with that message like, look, this happens. Mm-hmm. 
but it's not everything. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, you're riding off of that kind of endorphin of, you know, me and dad just did this and, yeah. oh shit, you know, I don't, yeah. that's really cool, man. Yeah. I Do mean, you feel like it had a really good positive impact on, on who you are? Yeah. I mean, cause at the same time and like the way I was raised that don't look at like one situation just like in a narrow way, you know, you kind of got to open and broad and, you know, how you see things to get a full understanding, you know, and I've kind of been like that, you know, now some, some things I was like, you know, raised up to be in, in, in certain situations was kind of like, well, that's kind of messed up or like, I didn't know how to swim. I would get pushed into pools and stuff at parties and stuff. <laughs> you know, my sister, my, my, my sister would put, like she pushed me in one time and, and my dad said, swim boy, swim, you know, and just sitting up there. I'm just like literally going down. He's like, Oh, fuck it. You know? So, oh, I mean, but overall, you know, I can honestly say I had a good, you know, I was, I was raised up pretty good. You know, that's cool. I never needed for anything, but at the same time, certain situations were taught to me, you know, and rather me just standing out, like just kind of be around and look at it in a certain way, you know, and that's how I take it, you know? So it's funny as you kind of tell that story. Um, I've always felt like one of the reasons we get along is we're very similar in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my, my dad, um, my parents divorced when I was nine and, okay. uh, you know, they had separated a couple times. They had tried to make it work. Right. Um, and uh, when they finally did divorce, uh, the decision was made that we needed to, to be with my dad because when we had tried to live with my mom, I, I had gone into a really, really bad depression or something. Mm. And um, so, you know, my my dad took over, you know, raising us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was... Um, pretty big in in business he you know worked for some major companies revlon and um, wow yeah a bunch of different different companies doing uh, sales marketing uh, he was vice president of uh, a couple of really large companies and then president and so all kinds of like he was busy guy right. and you don't get positions like that you know working 40 hour work weeks no 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 but my dad would find ways of kind of letting us know family's important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, uh, I kind of had my dad's number and I was a, a shit kid in a lot of ways. I used to get in trouble a lot. Right. And, uh, whenever my dad was kind of lecturing me, mm -hmm. um, you know, he people. You know, well, am, am I not a good father? Like I'm, I, you know, I'm I'm trying. I, I, you know, what is it I I can do? What is it you need to stop doing this? Like mm -hmm. I'd be skipping school and oh, wow. just all kinds of shit, right? And I would do this thing where I would just stare, like out, like a window or something. Mm -hmm. And I'd be watching kids play in a park out back, and and I would just sit and I would stare. And it used to drive him nuts like drive him crazy. And, and so, you know, like he would work really hard at, at trying to be there for important stuff. I remember my, 
I don't remember what birthday it was, but it was right around the time when um, Break Into Electric Boogaloo had come out. Oh man! Okay, so we're we're talking in the eighties, right? Yeah. And um, I, I I was born and raised in Toronto, Canada. Okay. Um, well, outside of Toronto, Canada, mm-hmm. and um, it's a very diverse population and and so you know at that age i was really into break dancing and thought it was like the coolest thing ever and okay i had to have parachute pants <laughs> and so i was at school on my birthday and i got called to the principal's office mm-hmm. and i didn't know what i had done but i knew i had done something because i was always doing something okay and uh i get to the principal's office and my dad's there and I'm like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And he's like, nothing. Come on, let's go. And it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. My dad's like fucking suit and tie business dude, right? right. Like mm-hmm. like a Tuesday or some shit. Right. And he goes, come on, let's go. And I said, okay. So he takes me out of school for the day. We drive downtown. And he goes, where do you want to go? I said, I I want to go to Young Street. I want to buy some parachute pants. And he's like, all right, let's go. Cool. And we walked up and down Young Street looking for a store that had parachute pants. And he got me these cool, like, gray parachute pants that when you unzip them mm-hmm. on the leg, there was, like, red inside with okay. this black mesh that was over it. Okay. Dude. And then he took me to this place at the Eaton Center called Mr. Green Jeans, and it was, uh, like, a burger joint. And uh, had lunch. Yeah. One of the best birthdays I've ever had. Yeah. It was it was little things. Like my dad was a kid at heart. He still is. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I could I could tell you all kinds of crazy stories. We had snowmobiles. My dad took a six foot jump in the air into a tree. Damn. Took took one of the front skis off of it. I get up there to see if he's okay. He's just rolling in the snow laughing, just like crying. Oh my God. And then I had to stand on the ski while he rode it back. We left my snowmobile out there. But, you know, when he found the jump, he had like, he comes up to me because he had disappeared and he had a bigger snowmobile than mm-hmm. I did. I was still like a teenager. And uh, he he comes riding up to me and he's got this like just red face and he's all smiling. He goes, Carl, come here, Carl, come here. And then he whips around me and he comes back and he goes, watch this. And there's this little trail that goes off to the side. And he goes, Wah! and this hits this hill and goes straight like six feet up in the air off the off the ramp, oh, right? Shit. And it kind of landed and then turned, and it would come down the other side. Mm-hmm. But when you get enough momentum, you don't hit the turn in the air, right? So he just went into the tree, <laughs> rolled the snowmobile, and I can't see what's going on. Mm-hmm. All I hear is the crash. So then I go running up the hill, and he—it was the greatest. My dad was awesome. He was—he was a nut. It kind of looked like a like a cartoon for a second. Like he just heard the noise, and yeah, yeah totally. The tree kind of shaking a little it. bit, <laughs> snow falling down. Oh, <laughs> so great! Oh man, I, I'm gonna light this cigar. So I mean, I mean, it's I, it's you know the the inaugural video podcast, and I understand. You know, I don't I don't smoke or drink, and you know, unfortunately, I don't need to because. I'm already crazy enough. What are you trying to say? I mean, hey, it's just me. Like, you know, you know, I mean, and you trying to like do it like you like Scarface and got the whole 
you know yeah but yeah man I mean just it's funny how you go back and you sit back and you reflect on like when you were younger and and you know your life experiences of just as far as in how you were raised and in that moment you don't see what it like really means until you're older and you reflect back and you think in the situation like wow oh yeah this was preparing me for this or I need to go ahead and and you know start looking at life at a different angle you know I mean you go back and go mm, now I get it you Dude, know? I've had that conversation where I called my dad mm-hmm. to apologize for being a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> no like literally like you know because you don't you know everything in life is perspective mm-hmm. you know, everything in life is perspective yes. And, and the more that you try to broaden your perspective by mm-hmm. listening to other people's views, you don't have to agree with them, but at least understand them. Exactly. It helps you so much because yeah, as a, as a kid, I didn't see anything other than my own selfish shitbag, you know, needs and wants, right? right? Like that's, that's all that was important to me at the time. And so I didn't understand that, that my dad was trying to raise two kids mm-hmm. and and then later on three mm. because you know he he did get remarried actually twice um his current wife they're fantastic together i love her to death her name is carolyn and she's outstanding um but um you know my dad's trying to raise kids and and hold down this career and right. you know not just provide for us in in the way of sustenance and you know like again i i didn't really need for anything right um but experiences you know what i mean like yeah any moment he could he tried to give us experiences yeah yeah that's the best way to be i mean now you just look at it and it's like man i mean and then at the same time they can only you know they can only raise you a certain way until you step out into the real world and you really see what life is about. And then you go through your own personal experiences and, you know, you gain your own perspective. And then at the same time, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I see what they were talking about here. They prepared me enough for certain situations, but at the same time, I need to go ahead and kind of critique the way I view things, you know, and that's another reason why we are the way we are now, you know. Totally, totally. Yeah. So um, we we talked about dads. Give me a, a little story about you and and mom. Oh what was, man. What was mom's impact on on young Kenneth? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, pretty much. You know, my mom. She was. She is always kind of like give me advice now to this day now you know and one thing i had to say about both my parents they want me to like have like a child and <laughs> my dad doesn't want me to have a child and like far as in like oh i want you to carry on the name but more so like all the shit you put me through i want them i want to put the same shit through you you, you know? owe me like, you owe me you better suffer son my dad literally said i will come up there with my gun and make you lay down with a woman and purposely impregnate her because i want to see all the shit hey, that you go through he's trying to teach you lessons no that's that's not that's not a lesson that i want to learn like no like i don't want to do that no but um my mom she's always been kind of the you know like 
my dad, like I said, he he showed me certain things, you know, and instilled certain morals as a man. And, and at the same time, my mom put certain things far as in with religion and, you know, kind of gave me a, a, a form of structure of how to be, you know, mannerable in certain ways and things like that. And with her, she is kind of one of those, like, either you do it or I want to freaking, I want to freaking wring your neck. <laughs> you know, she's one of those. And then my sister is, she's like one of the best sisters in the world. But when we was younger, she would get me in so much shit. Like she would literally go in there. Like my mom just got through cooking some macaroni. She'd go in there and eat some. And my sister would be like, hey, just say yeah, just say yeah. Blah, 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 my mom walk in. Did you eat the macaroni? And I'm sitting there. And my sister's in the corner. I'm getting fucked up with a belt. Like, like I had this old leather Superman belt, like, with the S and had Superman on it. She literally beat the symbol off the belt to oh, on my shit. ass. Like, she literally, my mom fucked me up, like, at one point, you know. And gave me one of those, like, those Robert Harrison's from House Party. Don't wake up till I tell you to. Like, you know, like, if I was raised up, get your ass back to sleep. Like, that's her. Like, she she literally, like, fucked me up. But my sister, she sent me up for many ass whoopings that I have gotten, with which I'm going to, like, seal my mind. I'm trying to think of ways to get her back. Oh, man. So when she hears this, she's going to, like, I know she's going to, like, really, you told that, you told that shit. And I'm like, yeah, I'm telling it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know where to start with the siblings at the moment. So, um, my mom, um, has done like so much shit. Oh, wow. She's kind of like, so I've always considered myself a person that that's really multifaceted. Like I've done so many different things. Yeah. And and whenever I kind of get the hang of something and I really have fun with it, then I seem to switch and, and learn something else, right. whether it's, um, you know, playing drums or, um, you know, building lightsabers or skateboards or building guitars or, you know, I just arc reactors. Yeah. Built a couple arc reactors, too. You know, I should have put one up on the <laughs> table. And I didn't even think about it. Damn me. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but. You know, I think I get that from my mom. Um, you know, I think aside from becoming president, because I'm not, you know, from naturally born in the United States. Right. I think there's really nothing I don't think I can do because of her. Like she, you know, right. my mom was a licensed pilot. Oh, shit. Uh, my mom sold Porsches and Ferraris in San Francisco. My mom has run construction sites as a foreman. My mom has been a legal secretary. My mom had, I mean, like she, she's done so much stuff. Right. It's ridiculously crazy. And, and she's just never been afraid to try anything. She's done interior design and is fantastic at it. Like, wow. she, you know, she was, she was working for, some guys in um in san francisco and uh i think they were lawyers that had gone into real estate and uh she would not only be involved with the construction and the foreman and so on but she would also take the units and she would design the the interior decor 
for all the models oh, wow. that, that they were using to set up to sell condominiums and so on and stuff. Wow. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy. So um, as far as siblings go, um, so I have an older sister who's 13 months older than I am, mm. and I love her to death. Um, we actually game together uh, on okay. GTA. We'll get together and, and play GTA. Um, I have a younger brother that's 10 years younger than I am and a younger sister that's 20 years younger than I am. Oh, wow. So, um, and we're all really close. We, uh, we're maybe not as close as your family. We don't No, You know what? I was, I was about to, to make fun of you. Cause do you remember that time that you showed up at work and you and your whole family weren't matching t-shirts? Uh, that was a fair reunion. Okay. Okay. That's fair reunion. Now, now wait. I was about to make fun of you for it, and then I just realized I wore mine the other day when I was hanging out at the house because we've done the same thing. So, um, yeah, we're we're all pretty close. Right. Um, we actually have like a text thread, uh, Facebook Messenger thread that we all just continually just right throw shade at each other and shit. Oh, of course, of course, that's just um, what family does. But uh, my sister and I, um, growing up, especially mm -hmm. the the whole teenage oh, yeah. part of it. Oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. She got held back a year in in tenth uh, grade, and then we were in the same class together, and that was not fun. Oh god! And yeah, I just told everybody that. So sorry. <laughs> I find it funny. Yeah, I really do. So there, we both told something about our sisters we shouldn't have. Yeah, I, I know, my, but my sister, she's gonna laugh, and she's pretty much going to be like, "You should have told this story, this story, or this story." Oh, or, oh, trust me, Ken's sister. There will be plenty of time for all of those stories. Oh yeah, we're gonna do several of these. The embarrassing moments, yeah, yeah, literally have or just have them come on and tell it, and it's gonna be worse when they tell it because they're gonna all the little details that we try to leave out. They're gonna be like, no, and my sister be like, it's dumbass, it blah 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 blah. Yep. And I just have to sit there and just you know and get. That's when you get the camera and you zoom in, and I, I'm sitting there with that embarrassing look, you know, yeah. It can happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, I don't know if you heard the uh, the barking in the background. Yeah. Um, oh yes, yeah, so we need to talk about this. Yeah. So we're we're obviously not in a professional studio, and uh, I I have a dog. For those that <laughs> may not have checked out, there he is making himself known, being, being a jerk. Um, apparently, he's a real big fan of Ken's. No, he is not. He is not. He's on my ass. Like, every, like, I've only been here. This is my second time coming over. First time, the dog pretty much, like, literally tried to attack me. Carl had to jump in front. The dog was on my ass. And I told the dog, hey, I'm, I'm black, too. Why, what you jumping at me for? Like, we in this thing together. Like, what you doing? You know? But, you know, that dog, once again, is it's a pretty big dog. It's a cane corso. Mm -hmm. So... But at the same time, when you, it's any dog only have a dog around its owners and not around people, it's going to be protective. That's just, that's just what it is. It don't matter what kind of dog it is. Be a small dog, big dog, they're going to be that way, you know? True. So. True. Yeah. yeah. But overall, the dog doesn't like me. I think he does. I, I just think he doesn't know you yet. Yeah. He doesn't know me yet, but yeah. he, he likes you in the sense that he thinks you're going to be chewable. Thank you, thank yeah, you. You're welcome for that. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I felt that. I felt that too. It was, it was coming, and you just 
let me go ahead and, and send it on. Okay, that's just oh, up. so dude, so um, movie review time. Oh my god. Okay, so mm -hmm. Eric and I are hanging out last night, mm -hmm. and uh, she's like, I you know I just really feel like watching a movie, and I'm like, that's cool. You know, what do you want to watch? And she's like, well, I don't know, just throw in Prime and see what's new up there. Okay. So we're flipping through, we're flipping through, and available on Prime. So it's it's free. All right. Rambo, Last Blood. No, I I I couldn't watch it. I'm sorry. Okay, so you you want to know what I'm going to tell you? Go ahead. I mean, just lay it out because I'm going. You know, I'm going to go in on this. Just go okay. Ahead. I will start out by saying that it was a weird kind of mix of Taken, okay, Home Alone. And Death Wish wrapped up in a Rambo skin. And you want to know something? It was pretty fucking good. Sounds like to me, it, it, when you put those three together like that, with the Home Alone, I was thinking like an old man lost in a nursing home. Something like that. But my thing is, okay, when I saw the preview, the trailer for it, and I was like, it showed you know him like literally trying to run. And I was like, that don't look like Rambo. That look, that looked like a janitor. Kind of looked like Grandpa. Yeah, like yeah, like you know, it looked, it looked like a janitor trying to find who took the mop. You know, the last person from the last shift. Where's the mop at? And he was just like running for no reason with no purpose. And I was just like, he just he's old now. Like, don't get me okay. wrong. So I'm gonna break it down a little bit for you, okay? Because okay? I don't think I'll really spoil much. I'm going to tell you some stuff, but I mean, I mean, you could tell me the movie cause I'm not that right. type of person. I'm like, okay, I'll good. still watch it. And, and, my own and opinion. if you don't want to hear about spoilers for Rambo last blood, trust me, they fuck you. I'm sorry. Trust me. They don't, they don't mind. Like I said, it's, I understand it's, I wouldn't ruin a star Wars or a Marvel movie or, it, you know, something really, really blockbuster ish, but it's it, Rambo last blood. So. It's not Sylvester Stallone. Like, like literally from, the old days like demolition man or something like that like you're like okay i need to see that no this is this is rambo this is this is rambo when he when he's got arthritis he's on that last pill like you know the geritol and being gay he's got the vapor on his chest he's old now right. i mean i mean so the the premise of the movie is is basically that you know he's gone back to his family farm okay and his I guess sister had a kid with a sleazeball piece of shit okay. who ended up leaving them and running away mm. and she had since passed away and so it was it was um, grandma Sylvester Stallone okay. and and his niece and his niece was getting ready to go off to school mm. and he was worried. He's kind of looks at her like a daughter and, you know, he was really kind of hoping she wouldn't go off to college that she would stay and help train horses and stuff. Cause that's kind of what he's doing. The movie starts out that he's helping track with, um, I guess like park rangers or something to find these people that are okay. missing. 
and two of them end up dying and he couldn't help them and you know he's trying to fight because he's you know on medication and he's trying to keep himself you know from having bad flashbacks and stuff i mean hey ptsd ain't a bitch or it ain't, ain't it is, uh, it's, it's not, a bitch but so. I, I said something about medication earlier and just so happy you said something about him being on medication okay yeah but it's not like arthritis medication okay? i know i know okay. i know but so, it's the fact that medication was mentioned okay. before so um his niece finds where her her dad is and okay. wants to question him and it's no it's a bad idea don't do do it you think you can leave it there so um of course she decides to go and in these movies i'm so glad i don't have kids because in these movies it's like oh i i know i'm 17 i should i should go to mexico and so she just fucking drives her little honda civic down to fucking mexico where all these dudes are like literally just visibly carrying guns gets out of her car in some little fucking skirt and goes hmm, i'm gonna knock on some doors like what the fuck is wrong with you white people <laughs> no she was she was latin what yeah oh god yeah casting no, well yeah i would say white is definitely more believable but we're, yeah it, that's okay. i would thought so obviously the the friend that you know helped her come down there to find her dad mm -hmm. fucks her over and sells her to some slave labor thing where they're you know sex workers and okay. whatever and which so is he's got to go down there right and he goes down there and gets his ass kicked gets helped by some girl Okay. Goes back and um, starts prepping his. Well, he goes goes in and, and gets his niece back. Okay. And here's a big spoiler. Mm. I'm not going to give you the spoiler. You might as well. Okay. Well, she dies. So she dies on the way back, right? So okay. here's where you start getting your death wishy, you know. And it's a graphic movie like i forgot how how graphic the first rambo was right like but, his traps and shit were pretty fucking ingenious right when he first goes down to mexico mm -hmm. and he's trying to find his niece the first guy that he knows is in that thing mm -hmm. he walks up to the dude as he's going into his car okay okay he takes the butt of his knife and he smashes his clavicle oh wow okay and then he flips it around, stabs him in the thigh. Then he takes his thumb and he penetrates the skin around his clavicle with his thumb. Like not mm. even using a spoon. He's using mm. his fucking thumb. Wow. And he digs into there, gets a hold of the fucking broken clavicle, mm. and then rips it through the skin. And then while it's exposed, he starts asking questions. Where the fuck is she? Blah, blah, blah. And then he proceeds to snap the bone. That's the HGH. So that he can see it. Okay? <laughs> I'm telling you, it was fucking brutal. Mm, but that's... But that's... Now, okay, now it's a Rambo movie. So, right. And so, yeah. he gets her... She dies. He goes back home. He basically tells Grandma, you gotta go. He rigs the house he starts setting traps up right right he's got this whole tunnel system underneath and then he goes back down to mexico mm -hmm. and he kills the dude's brother 
Okay. Takes his fucking head off after he's killed everybody in his compound. And then driving back to Mexico or driving back home, he drops the head off in the middle of the road. Okay. I only have one question. Mm -hmm. Does he do, does he take like a band? Does he wrap it around his head? Does he? No. He does not. At no point in this movie does he wear a headband. He does not at all. No. Oh, wow. No, but he does bust out that bow and arrow. And let me tell you something. Bad motherfucker. Oh, I mean, well, that's that's Rambo. Even when you said the knife, that's that's what Rambo does. You know, I mean, but it's something about that classic, that iconic, where he just, you know, puts a headband on and he's just like, okay, I'm ready to go. Like, yeah, he's he's too old for that. Yeah, the headband. I, I, I mean, he, he he was probably too old for the movie. I mean, but he pulls it off. I mean, yeah. I, I'm just gonna say, yeah, he can't really run that great anymore. But there aren't like a lot of running scenes. It's not like they focused on him running or anything. I'm sorry. But I saw- it was. So I think what it was is, you know, partly I had kind of lowered expectations a little bit. Okay. Because, you know, Eric and I will generally watch those movies more to giggle and laugh at the implausibility of certain things and what have you. I do that too. Right. (laughs) So, um, as we're watching it and it finished, we looked at each other and went, holy shit, that was a whole lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like, that was, that was a pretty fucking good movie. I was, I was into it. I'm just telling you. Did you have like low expectations? Like, like, like. Lowered expectations. Like Toxic Avenger, 1980. No, no, no. I just, I figured it would be just kind of a campy action movie. Mm -hmm. And, and in a sense, there were some campiness. Like he, he literally cuts a guy's heart out that is still beating in his hand for three beats. Okay. Okay. So okay, that's that classic. That's, that's that classic as cliche yeah. as you can get. Right, but you need that in a death scene. You, you you need that. You know what I'm saying? It's just to let you know a type of to give you that old field of those action movies. Because I mean, now you have like you have The Rock and you know uh, what's his name, Jason um, Jason Statham. Statham? Yeah, mm, he's that, that's I mean, a bad dude right there. You know, he's. I'll tell you right now, I'm gonna fucking kill you all. You know. <laughs> He, he, you know, he always does that, and he always gives you that speech right before he, you know, he he threatens you. I am the action man as well. I am the last action hero. Go see my movies. My brother was Danny DeVito with twins. You know, you know, even 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 Arnold, even his movies were, were great. I mean, of course, the Terminator. You, you, you can't beat that. That that. The first one, okay, but the second one, yes, loved it. You know, give me your boots, your coat, and your motorcycle. <laughs> give it to me now. You know, it's just you, you. You like the fact that you know Arnold played this badass dude, but at the same time, it was just basically Arnold being Arnold. Like there was no like that. Like, he didn't have to like really get into a certain role to be who he was. Even even all his movies, like even um. Uh, the Batman when he played Mr. Freeze. I'm Mr. Freeze. Ah. That was the worst role ever. Ah. You know, he just he still was acting like, you know, he was supposed to act like he was like hurt and they miss his wife and all that. Ah, I'm Mr. Freeze. My wife, Batman, I'm going to kill you now. Ah. You know, ah. you know it, Arnold, though, for all seriousness, is like the pinnacle of achieving the American dream. 
Like if he uh, is, he, he really is. I mean, to come from his 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 like family fresh off the boat, yeah, had had you know made himself C list famous because of Mister Universe yeah. and, and the bodybuilding. Yes, and that's not an insult. It's just not everybody follows that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. he became famous enough. Yeah, that he took a foothold into Hollywood. Yes, and for a guy that again can be difficult to understand at times um not not recently he's much but in the beginning he didn't speak incredibly well as far as english goes um and you know i always feel bad like making fun of anybody that's speaking a second language because i grew up in canada right and i don't speak french for shit right and and we learn it like all through high school like like 13 fucking years of French with English, mm-hmm. you would think that I'd be able to speak French. I can understand some of it if someone's speaking to me, but right. it's pathetic. So I completely understand anybody that has to, to translate everything that they're hearing and then think about their response and then translate that and then say it. But... But Arnold, man, I he mean... Still, you couldn't understand him is what my ultimate point was there. I mean, could you imagine him... Just you know, his voice it is how how strong it is, and you know, in class, the answer is C. You know, it's like okay, I have a I have a boner. I've got to get out of class. Hello, girl, I like you. I want to take you out somewhere. I want to have bagels with you. Your name Maria. I want to talk to you. Come here. You saw this video about the stogies. Did you? I seen the. Um, actually, did we? Did you show me? You showed me. A clip. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He was like in like a, a back lot of a Hollywood set or something. You could see like a trailer yeah. and some shit in the background. Yeah. And he's just sitting there going, "Yeah, I enjoyed the stogies. <laughs> That's right." And anybody that asks about Maria, her father is the one that introduced me. So you think she's going to think that her father is doing anything wrong? That's right. I can smoke anywhere in my house. I don't have to hide like you oh my god this shit was fucking brilliant dude he he doesn't i mean he he i'm i know now he knows that okay his voice but he just didn't understand in every situation it's funny because it's just the way he is i mean even him like when he slept with his mate oh, i had an affair with my mate oh, but it was good oh, i have a son now that has the same genetics as i do oh by the way go see my old movies oh it just it's just the way he does everything he just the way he talks and he's oh you need the protein you need to get it now and it's like Maybe I do need to get the protein, even though his voice is so fucked up, but it's still convincing. Like, believe him. It's believable, you yeah. know. I want to be the he next knows. president. I'm like, you know what? We have Trump. I'll take that risk, Arnold. I'm voting for you if that was possible. If it was possible, I would I'd, do it. I don't know. Yeah, I probably... do it. I do it because I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, hey, we got one dummy. Let's get another. I mean, I'm just saying he's accomplished <laughs> just about anything he's he's wanted he, to do. He really has. I mean, he has that 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 mind, that determination to say, hey, you know, and certain people, you know, once you take them out of a place that they know, and it's either do or die, and once they start to accomplish things, it becomes more believable that hey, I can do anything I want to do, and then you go from. Once again, we said it that, hey, 
I'm going to be a bodybuilder and then you transition to something else. And then like now, okay, I can keep going. I can keep going. Let me see how high can I, I can take this. Fuck yeah. And then pretty much you get there and it's like, I'm unstoppable. The only thing that's stopping him is the fact of he wasn't born over here. That's it. And I, I still, you know, I don't really cut this cigar. It's just amazing. Um, <laughs> I still don't really understand why that would be. And, and, you know, only because I guarantee you the first ones that were, mm-hmm. weren't born here. Were they? No. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Me I, either. I guess I should know more about American history, but I mean, <sighs> When you look back at American history, I mean, really, everybody came from somewhere else. I mean, and just, you know, came over here, you know, you know, with the Indians over here already and pretty much, you know, kind of screwed them over, took everything and say, hey, this is our land. This is our shit. Um, I don't understand why you, you you can't allow people to go as how they need to go. I mean, but that's just a society of today, you know. You know, that's such a um, a weird kind of situation. The, the whole American Native Americans, you know, and settlers thing. Yeah. Because um, there was so much kind of on both sides of that. Um. I don't know. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, it's it's, it's a crazy subject. I mean, in, in but they've got such a raw fucking deal, man. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, now, I mean, hey, the least you can do is give them a check <laughs> or a tax break. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, at the no, end of the day, the least you can do is nothing. Yeah. That's the least you can do. I, honestly, I, mean, <laughs> so, I who was it? I want there was a comedian. I I don't know who it was, but it said that one. So the least you could do is nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is true. It is true. I mean, but American history, anyway. That's that's just a whole another barrier, man. Oh, it dude. really is. I meant to ask you. So I think I was. I, I saw you a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. right? Right. And I told you that. Jerry had a new stand-up special out. Did you watch it? Yes, I did watch it. Oh, cool! I cool. did you watch did your it. Homework. I like I like the fact that you know yeah. the way he started off. He's in his helicopter and he's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go from here," and he just jumps out and he just goes straight in. And, and I'm sitting there at the beginning of it, going, "I think that was Jerry." Yeah, like, like literally. I really think yeah. that that he did that because you see his face as he was going down. I was like, and at the end, yeah, mm-hmm. but you can you can what's that deep fake? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I think he did train but for when, it. Yeah, when, when I saw the end. end yeah, he's practicing off. Yeah, I was. That was really cool. I think he did that as just like a something on the bucket list to do, you know, or something. You know, I mean, in general. But as far as in the stand-up, it wasn't bad at all. You know, I thought it was really good. It was. It was good. It was. It was really good. Like the whole bit with the, the fucking pop tart, I was dying laughing. So you know, I think people will when they kind of imitate Jerry, they'll they'll give you the you know basics of an observational humor kind of thing and and it is observational humor but like i'm not a stand-up but i always feel like i try to i look like i look at stand-up like i'm a Mm stand-up it's not just the joke but it's 
how the jokes wrapped up in a story Mm -hmm. and and how the flow of that joke carries you to you know what i mean like there's so much behind it and and when jerry's up there he's still very jerry he didn't have to reinvent Mm -hmm. himself yeah but the act although it's still very him Mm -hmm. it's still very kind of it seemed progressive to me like like he had kind of had like a i don't know it was just a really good flow to how everything went does that make sense i think yeah it does i think that um you know like for one he's never been like you know rusty at comedy anyway because he's always done he's it. always working his chops yeah and even in that i think he kind of just said okay how am i going to come at them now you know what where, where, where do i go they are they're expecting this here where, where am i going to bring him now i mean overall like pretty much he just kind of like okay i've given them this outlook on this subject let me take this and, and give them another outlook on how I am now and yeah. how I see things now. You know, just the whole bit with him saying like, you guys think my voice is like this all the time? No, it's not. <laughs> you know, and he's just like, okay, this is not my voice at home. And it's like, okay, like, yeah, we get it now. Like, you know, yeah. I like the fact that he did that. And then, like I said, the whole Pop-Tart bit was, was, was great for me. Like, he's like, they came out like they were holding like Moses, you know, just with the pop tart. And I'm like, why are there two? Because one's not enough and three's too many. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I was like, man, this is wrong with that dude. But I like the way he delivers his comedy. And you could tell that he worked certain things. Like I noticed how he would deliver certain things. He would go high pitch a little bit here. Mm-hmm. You know, certain, you know, I mean, his delivery was, was great. And certain things were just set up perfectly. And after that, he just kind of just went before you know a couple times i was like okay jerry i see you well and and he incorporates um movement really well yeah so like you know i've seen stand-ups that are very just kind of behind a mic whatever yeah and and if you were a fan of the seinfeld show Mm -hmm. that's mostly what you would see in those little blips was just him standing behind a microphone giving you a quick joke right Mm -hmm. so unless you've seen his specials and and followed him um you may not know that you know his his whole act Mm -hmm. is really expansive so like he was doing that bit about um seeing uh this guy that was picking up his his wife yeah and he didn't slow down and she's doing that step trying to get in and he goes like all the way across the stage and then all the way back yeah. the other way Dude, and i'm telling you it was just you know it's bits like that though they're i like great. that i like the fact that he did that i mean my whole thing is you're on stage it's it's your platform to do what you do don't sit there in one spot people don't want to see in my opinion you standing in one spot i mean it's different when you're at a, a comedy club and it's just chair mic stool like literally that's what you yeah, get especially if you've got like a really small stage yeah i mean you can't do that much you know but when you've got that platform like that hey this is you this is this is your time your hour or so or whatever it is go all out i mean because at the same time we don't know if he's gonna do another one we don't we don't know i think there needs to be another um 
I, like me, I love the comedians in cars, you know, getting oh, coffee. Yeah. I love that. It's like one of my it's, favorite it's, it's great. shows. It's great. 17, 20 minute episodes yeah. where they're just digging into coffee. Yeah. Now I'll tell you something though. The mm. coffee shots are pornographic. Oh, slow, slow dripping milk in there. Just like bloop, bloop. I felt that way when I watched uh, that movie, you told me to watch the chef. Oh yeah. And yeah, the like, filming of that was fantastic. Man, I was like, man, I want to see I want it just like that fresh. I like the way they put the butter in there. I was like, yes, I need that cholesterol. Give it to me. Right. Yeah. Movies like that, um, I think are kind of important for yeah. certain vocations. Like you, you can't do a movie like that mm -hmm. and have somebody that doesn't know how to be a chef. Yeah. And, yeah. and, John Favreau, I'm sure, would probably tell you to this day, I'm still working on it. Mm -hmm. But you can tell he put work in. Yeah. And and Roy Choi, I think it is, is the chef. I that, think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, you know, basically partnered up with him. Mm -hmm. And he was the Kogi truck. Yeah. Uh, that started that whole, like, there was this huge kind of food truck revolution that, that happened. And yeah. he was part of that as Twitter was all starting. And so that's kind of where the movie is taken from. Yeah. Is kind of, you know, based around that type of a story. Okay. Yeah. I like how in the end you could see John Favreau sitting there and just learning how they was making the sandwich in the end like he just the sat there cheese. and he was just like the grilled cheese and he sat yeah. there and he just like timed it like, right and just you want to peek you yeah keep it you're keeping it moving yeah and you're touching it and you're you know mm -hmm. you're controlling everything that's going on with that and i wanted that sandwich <sighs> i wanted it i mean it, it looked good i was like those cabanos that they were making man oh. man they they laid it out i wanted one of those so bad mm -hmm. that movie's so great for so many reasons though it like is. when when he was trying to teach his son certain lessons mm -hmm. um you know like he pulled him out out back yeah and he had asked him if the sandwich was was good and he was like it's okay mm -hmm. and he's like no, no no we take over and he pulls him out back right and he's like look to me this isn't this isn't a game this isn't you know this, this is this is what i do right and okay isn't good enough and i need you to be on this if you're going to be in here with me yeah i would love yeah. to show you this part of my life mm -hmm. i would love for you to learn this and understand how this has helped me as a man and help help right guide me as 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 a person and, right but i need you to have respect for what you're doing in there can right. you do that and you could see like it just like hit him like he knew the seriousness of that moment yeah you yeah. know what i mean yeah he was he was he was getting a life he was getting a life lesson you know before he could really understand what he was getting and and you know? for you know that movie kind of has so many different kind of levels to it you're you're dealing with a guy who doesn't feel like he's a good parent doesn't know how to be a good parent doesn't doesn't know where to start to try mm -hmm. But he knows this. This this is what he knows. This right. is his comfort zone. And and in the course of just opening himself up to just anything with his son and just spend some time. Yeah. Turns out to be a really good dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just instinctively, those moments, the cleaning the truck moment. Yeah. 
you know, when the kid had his, he had the tantrum on the kid. And, yeah, he gave, you know, he pretty much gave him, you know, a life lesson. And at the same time, you know, hey, I'm going to show you a new skill. I'm going to give you a new, you know, something, something else to give you, you know, just in case you get older and say, hey, mm -hmm. if this doesn't work out, I can, I always know how to do this. You'll always be able to yeah. feed yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Always know how to make a sandwich. Mm. Badass sandwich. That's um, Chef with uh, John Favreau directed yes. and starred in it. Robert Downey Jr. Is Robert Downey well. Jr. is amazing in that. Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, who we discussed <laughs> in our first podcast. A lot yeah. of callbacks here. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? John Leguizamo John is fantastic Leguizamo. in that movie. Yeah, he's a great um, dude, though. I yeah. Mean, I think he doesn't get the, the, the respect that he should get just even in acting you know oh, absolutely and a lot of people forget that he was doing comedy for like a long time you know and he was funny and really with that. funny yes really funny i even loved him when he was the clown in spawn i mean he was like i said he's he's done some you know even him playing luigi and the mario brothers i like that too that's right yeah that's right yeah i, I forgot about that yeah man i mean i was watching all those <laughs> movies man that's what I that's what I do from time to time. I watch some old movies and like the new movies don't get me wrong, they're cool. Mm -hmm. But there's certain movies you gotta watch is like that was a good movie. Yeah. Or that movie sucked, but it's one of those I like the way it sucked, you know. It's movies, man. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's the reason why we go back and we watch Arnold, you know. Certain movies wasn't that great, but certain movies was like awesome. <laughs> not really no and you know what like I'll, I'll watch any movie that he puts out I don't care like even if even if I'm watching it I'm like wow this premise is terrible I haven't watched the new Terminator yet I have not watched that no I haven't had a chance to watch that well I haven't had a chance I, I haven't deemed it worthy yet but I, yeah. I'll, I'll eventually watch it yeah I mean I'll always sit back and watch Last Action Hero always will um what's the movie total recall i always watch that that's like one of the movies i actually like 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 in general because the way it was depicting far as in how futuristic it was supposed to be and certain things in there it's kind of like okay they kind of hit certain things as far as in tech wise but then certain things is like no and plus you had uh what's her face in there um basic instinct um i can't think of her name oh. save my life jesus Oh my god! I got mad at my phone for ringing earlier, and I threw it. I can't look it up. Oh my god! Um, what's her name? <sighs> Basic Instinct. Yeah, she did the leg thing, just <sighs> and cross the legs and open the back yeah, up. Yeah, she and, was. She oh. was also in that wicked ass western movie oh with my god. Leonardo DiCaprio and Gene Hackman. Oh um, my god! Why can I not remember her fucking name? I, mean, I didn't see her. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. That's Sharon it. Sharon Stone. I wow, we're idiots. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, in general, like it was, it was, it was great. And then at the same time, his acting—you could tell it was getting better from previous movies. But still, you know, I mean, but the whole part of him, like acting, like. The, and like he was freaking out with the the woman mask and all that, and right. I was just like, okay, Arnold, that was that was horrible, but still, you know. So, um, did you know they did an update for uh, Jedi Fallen Order? No, I did not. 
you know no. we're, we're going to talk about some like dorky stuff sometimes so i, I don't I mean, you guys just kind of have to deal on, with I'm that shit man with a mario shirt on man ain't nothing else you what you, you talking about i am i am rocking my custom saber shop shirt okay so everybody I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. community shout out it's there. We just had a conversation. And we talked just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So we, 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 Jedi Fallen Order has has an update, mm -hmm. and um, they've added a couple of new modes. I know you still haven't played the game at all, have you? Still haven't yet. You know, in, is that one of the ones that you bought that you haven't put onto a hard drive that you don't have? I haven't bought it because right when I realized it was May the fourth. Like the next day, I realized it went back and it was on sale and I, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. That doesn't make any sense. I, it, I missed the sale. When, May the 4th, when they were talking about that game, you and I had a conversation and you were like, oh yeah, dude, I'm totally getting that game. Yeah. I know you don't sound like that, but. Yeah, I know, but still, like, I, like, May the 4th is like, Star Wars, like it's kind of like a, mm -hmm. like how you know it's like a, like, it's like a holiday. Yeah, so it's the fifth, and I realized I was like, dang, yesterday was May the fourth, and I was just like, so it's Revenge of the Fifth Day. <sighs> that could be something new. Hint, hint, world. Oh no, that's a thing. Revenge of the Fifth. That's that's already a thing. Yeah, I didn't I didn't invent that. I'm not taking credit for that. <sighs> Damn it. Either way. You realize how vilified I'd get in the Saber community if I'm like, I created Revenge of the Fifth Day. No. Yeah, I, I, know, I understand that. Like, yeah, I understand uh, but, that. Yeah. But yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I need to. I need to really get it. I mean. So you can now have red blades mm. and have a uh, Inquisitor's outfit. And they've added in like a bunch of new modes, like battle modes and stuff, where you can okay. like pick all of the bosses or different type of enemies. And okay. You can do like waves of enemies coming at you, and you've just got to kind of take them out. So. Okay, that's that's good. That's good. Worth, thing. worth okay. checking out. And, you know, it reminds me of the last the last video game we played together. You remember what that was? Do you remember what that video game was, Ken? Um. Yeah. Is it no way out or a, a way, way out, out? A way out. out. Yeah. A way out. Yeah. A way out. Which is a very unique game. The game. Because you can only play it two player. The game Not single me. or five. It cheated me. I don't want to hear it. It cheated me. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what you say. It cheated me. <laughs> it allowed you to go for the weapon and kill my character. We worked through the game together. We were great in the game. We were great. Okay, so it's it's a prison break game, um, not unlike the Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Sylvester Stallone prison break movie. That's right. Um, but it, it's it's based on two characters. It's kind of very story driven. Um, when you start the game out, you're. Um, one character and you you choose which of the two characters you want but you know nothing about them right so we just randomly exactly. chose and uh you chose because you thought yours looked more badass than mine you thought i looked like a dork yeah i remember you saying something about that yeah which makes my defeating you so much better um but your character like a snitch though i mean well anyway so um <laughs> 
so we we picked fitting looking characters i guess All right and uh so when we're starting out he's already in prison and i'm coming through like being processed into prison and so the whole game is kind of split screen yeah and both of us on our com- our separate xboxes and tvs can see what's going on with the other person at almost every moment mm-hmm. right and so you're kind of trying to figure out like as his characters going through the yard and talking to people there's conversations and you're you see the subtitle at the bottom and my guys going through prison security and they're stripping my clothes off Jesus and they put me Christ. in a shower and this dude over here is checking my package out first and foremost right that's the way the freaking camera did it i was just sitting there like really i mean did you or did you not stare at my butt and penis in that game it's it's, dude if the the camera has the ass yes or no question ken the the camera had the ass thing on the screen if anybody played this game out there you know what i'm talking about the ass and now that it was on it it was on the screen and then he even like angled the camera so it can move and you saw a little you saw a little bit of the the package you saw it you know it was unwrapped okay it was unwrapped and raw there you go you are protesting a wee bit too much i'm telling you the truth here it was out he was out. The meat was out. Yeah. The man protein was released. Yeah, for looking at his package. No, yeah. I was not. Yeah. No, but it was really, it was just a fucking voice. <laughs> yeah. No. Was it delicious like a sausage? Yeah, no, I, I looked at and he was like, say, mm, he, was sitting there, he was like, Ken, why are you looking at my dick? Why are you looking at my dick? I was like, dude, it's out right there in the camera. Like, I uh-uh, know you could turn your head. You can go get you something to you drink. Have but to look. Look, I'm like, dude, I'm trying to play the game. And you sitting up there judging me for something that's on your screen as well that you angled the camera and then you sat there. We were supposed to leave. You were supposed to leave. I can't continue in the game. You still over there in the shower and shit. You were looking at me like my dog looks at you. <laughs> I can't even say nothing. <laughs> so anyway, um, they end up hooking up in prison. One of them's trying to get out. The other one wants to help. Yeah. They both want to get the fuck out of there. So you have to work together to get through all of these different stages like you're walking through the workshop and one guy's got to distract somebody so the other person can pick up the tool that you need to unlock a vent that's going to allow you to slide a gun out through the vent yeah you know all this crazy stuff there was a a part in the game where ken and i had to go elbow to elbow yeah crawl up the wall and crawl up a, a pipe like a shaft yeah um and uh you had, to time, you had to time the buttons just right. Horrible. And yeah, yeah. I'm the one that has issues pressing buttons. <sighs> okay. So as we're going through, I'm making jokes with Ken, like I'm going to find a way to double cross you somehow in this game. Right. And at this point, neither of us had ever played it. I didn't know what, I what the plot of the thing was. Me either. I, I was just like, okay, cool. He was like, okay, he wanted to try it. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get the game. Let's see what's up with it. So it turns out the character that I chose was uh, an undercover fed. Yeah. And uh, was yeah. just trying to get you to lead me somewhere, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Set me up. Set you up. Sold me out. And then we had the big battle at the end, and we're fighting. I was pressing the button like a thousand miles an hour. And that wasn't fast enough, was it? And he's just sitting over there, just, you can hear the little, give me a break. Baby taps. And all of a sudden, the camera goes where he gets the gun and he shoots me up. But the ending is really messed up. It's messed the up. It was great. The and was, then it was fucked up. And then mm-hmm. we we did some research, right? Because we were afraid maybe that was that was the way the game was supposed to end. Was there was no way that Ken could get the gun because he's technically the bad guy, right? I was what did we cheated. find out? What did we find out? Oh, there, there is, is a different. There's ending. an alternate. There's an alternate yeah, ending. That's right. See, so I, it was I, just like your set, I, I like how you I like how you set me up. Yeah, I like how you setting that up. Whatever. Damn you! Damn you! Damn you! I hope you choke on that. You know, I really do because it's not the stogie. It's not the real stogie. Mm, it's so good. No, it's not. It's not good. You know why did does Arnold even have money invested into like stogies and stuff? I don't know. The dude I would, should. I would think he would, you know? I, I mean, mean I, I would guarantee you he's got a humidor. Yeah. He's probably got, like, his own stash. I mean, probably. But I don't know that he has, like, a company or anything. I believe he, like, has it. Like, he goes into his, like, mansion or whatever, and he presses a button, and then that door opens, and it's just, like, Stogie's laid out, and he walks in there, and he just grabs one and just, oh, smells like breakfast to me. It's Arnold. I just punch a new hole in the wall oh. every time I want to get in there. <laughs> That's right. I make sure new goes in there I to my son until you turn 21 don't come in here <laughs> don't ask don't let die I'm like no you can't come in there I take it down it's too small oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you you walk around like this the whole time holding up the number eight <laughs> I'm like no <laughs> but yeah man that was a, it was it was a great game though but overall I, I would recommend it you know for Xbox, mm-hmm. Xbox Series X. Ooh, I want that. Yeah. I, I need that. So, my my Xbox in the living room. Yeah, I've got two ones. I've got a slim and then a first gen. Right. Oh. The first gen's in my bedroom. It doesn't play DVDs or Blu-rays anymore. Right. So that's how I got the slim. I was like, well, we need another new Xbox. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I play most of my games digitally downloaded anyway so yeah you made me kind I'm of smart enough to have an external hard drive that I can store all of these great games that here I have here we go and I can just bring it to the other Xbox here we go but now I'm starting to have some issues with the DVD player on the slim oh wow so that will be going down into our new podcast studio mm. and I'll be getting the Series X for my gaming living room area oh that's right that's okay. right okay Okay. Well, you, the way you mentioned the external hard drive was, he people don't understand, that was a shot towards me because... Everything in life is a shot towards you, my friend. I don't have the external hard drive that I need to, to download all my games on that because... How many games do you have, Ken? Right? How many games do you have purchased that you have not played and not even installed because you have nowhere to put them on your, like, two gigabyte hard drive in your Xbox? Right. Over thirty games. Thirty games. There's gonna Over be so thirty games. There's gonna be so many comments that's just gonna be hitting me because I don't have that. And I, I guarantee you, some of those games suck. 
but there are probably some really good games in there yeah. that you're depriving yourself yes. because what? It's like the last thing in my mind, like, you know, just How like, can it be? I harass you about it like three times a week. I mean... And it's not even important to me. It's just the fact that you won't has driven this fire inside of me to just be a huge pain in your ass about it. And, and you know what? And you know what? <laughs> it's never going to stop. Even after I get it, it could be like... Well, because yeah, you're going to end up getting one that will only allow you to download 15 of those games. <laughs> I know. By the time I by the time I get it, what's going to be sad about it, I probably <laughs> might need another hard drive because I'm just going to blow it out. Like Probably. Yeah. Probably. I was thinking about here. So I've actually got three external hard drives in total right now. Oh, wow. I've got um, this one here, which is a one terabyte. Mm -hmm. I've got a one terabyte on the Xbox that I use to balance games back and forth. Mm -hmm. And then I've got a four terabyte on my xbox that is for storing yeah you know just mostly everything else you need that i'm actually thinking that we're probably going to need a new hard drive for this because the audio right right was like a little over a gig right for and just for for one mixed down file right okay so in that mix down file there's two individual audio tracks which are probably close to that in itself okay then we add three video channels to it yeah buddy we're gonna have to upgrade so a little expansion as we uh get ready for the studio yeah yeah it's gonna be crazy man you like the setup so far though it's, oh, yeah. it's, 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 it's cool man i mean the way you got it down i mean it's well thought out you know and he just Carl's like one of those people where he like he he has his overall visual what he wants, but he goes so in detail of what's needed so he doesn't miss anything and and along the way he'll just oh yeah we needed this because I just thought about it like this except and for it, turning my fucking phone off yeah like he <sighs> oh, Jesus Christ you are retarded. <laughs> were retarded but he he like thinks of everything so like thought out just everything down to just a freaking cable cord or just like a usb like oh, God, i need that because just in case this happens we're already ready to prepare like he has everything already mapped out and that's another reason why i was just like you know what he's the man I think that's a pretty good note to end on right there. Yeah. I am the man in so many ways. And an asshole. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, you you are. You are. I mean, nah, but he's, he's cool, though. I mean, he really is. I mean, just kind of laid back, you know. And only thing is he does, like, throw me under the bus sometimes with people, you know. And I mean, that's just busting balls, man. I mean, that's what you do. You're I mean, a comedian. You should, you should know that's all part and parcel. I mean, and I'm cool with it. I'm fine with it. I've been called everything under the sun but a child of God, you know. Well, I'm not calling you just anything. Yeah, there are certain you know. things I, I mm-mm, uh -huh. no. I, I, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I've been called everything from the sun and I just I just take it you know some of the people you know that we worked around hey mm -hmm. you know I get cussed out on the regular be like Jesus Christ Kim, what did you say and it's just like nothing that she doesn't already know or nothing that he doesn't already know yep you know I mean I'm just I just do that it's just part of me it's me having fun Since other people don't look like I'm having fun but I'm having fun 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. And then afterwards, I say, I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. You know? Bears, Ron. Bears. Bears. I, <laughs> I love the fact that when he says that, it, it's so much humor in that. Because when he says bears, it's like, the bears are going to come out. But at the same time, when he says bears, it's like, if all the things to say, he says bears. Funny. Yep. Funny as shit. That's a great movie. It is. It is. All right. Well, let's uh, let's say goodbye to the folks, and uh, we'll test our editing skills here and see how awesome this video looks, and hopefully, some of you will get to check this out. Goodbye. Soon. See you next time. Um, it was it's fun doing this always, and, and at the same time, um, just remember, um, wear your mask. I mean, I mean, oh, shit. Well, you know, we went this whole thing without any of that shit. And you had to bring up masks at the end. And we didn't even plan not to talk about it. And you still fucking. I mean, you hey, had to bring up masks. Wait, you? wait, your mask. I mean, Damn. I mean, did I say Damn. face mask or did I say condom mask? Either way, wear your mask. mask. Wear your mask. It's all protection. <laughs> I mean, don't forget to. You know, I mean, right now ain't the time to be. You know, hey, I'm gonna cover my face. Why not cover the other face? I mean, protect yourself at all costs. We got hornets, all kinds of shit out there now. I just pictured like a condom with googly eyes on the end of it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Later, everybody. Later.